What up, people? It is Wednesday, October 23rd. My name is B. Hill, and this is the Just By Opinion podcast, where I give my opinion on a variety of topics. You can like it, you can hate it. I'm good either way because it's just my opinion. Uh, in my last podcast, about three weeks ago, uh, I discussed the Amber Geiger trial. Um, she was sentenced to 10 years in prison for murder of her neighbor. Uh, she was the police officer who went to the wrong apartment and killed her neighbor thinking it was her apartment. Um, there have been so many comments uh, about the 10-year sentence. Um, I definitely think the jury should have given her more time, but at least she did get some time. She's currently um, serving her sentence in prison, and which is where she needs to be. Uh, again, 10 years I don't think was enough time, but at least they gave her something. And I hate to say it that way, that they gave her something, but in too many previous cases, we've seen police officers walk. Um, so she is getting some time, uh, and hopefully this will set a precedent to where um, when you have proof, uh, you, the Justice Department, the justice system will work for us. Um, again, too many times we've seen this not work out in a positive light for the victims, but you know, in this case it did. Uh, I definitely don't think she'll do the full 10 years. I'm assuming four to five uh, and maybe get out on good behavior or something like that. But as expected, her attorneys have filed an appeal to have her conviction overturned. But um, hoping and praying that doesn't happen. Uh, She committed murder. Uh, She was negligent in her actions. So I hope she remains in prison. Um, The interesting part of the trial itself, though, was during the sentencing phase. And again, the jury is the one who came up with the verdict and the sentence. So it wasn't done by the judge. Um, In the sentencing phase, uh, the victim's brother gave an impact statement where he basically forgave her. He told her he loved her. He forgives her because that's what his brother would want him to do. Uh, Their faith leads them to forgiveness. And he asked the judge if he could give her a hug. And the judge allowed and he gave her a hug, and it definitely, in my opinion, seems very sincere and genuine, um, but there was so much backlash against this, this young man, I think he's 18 years old, because he forgave her so quickly. Um, it bothers me when people jump to these conclusions and try to tell somebody else how they should react and what somebody else's response will be. Um, I can't say if I was in that situation, I would have the same response. Uh, that quickly but he does and if that's what the family needs uh, to forgive her in order to move on with their life so be it because no matter what you're not going to be able to bring that loved one back Um, so every individual has a right to deal with things the way they see fit and for him to uh, get all the backlash negativity the family themselves get all this backlash negativity after dealing with the death of a loved one in dealing with the trial and having to relive everything, um, I kind of think people need to mind their own business. You know, of course, everybody's going to have an opinion, but, you know, keep that kind of stuff to yourself. There's no need to send this man uh, messages, and especially on social media, about how stupid he is and that's what you get for serving a white guy um, because you're so easy to forgive white people for doing you wrong and you wouldn't do the same for black people. I mean, that, that's, to me, very irrelevant. Um, so I commend this 
family for the way they've handled everything. Um, it's a very tragic situation, but again, their loved one is not coming back, and I don't have a right to tell anybody else who they should forgive or how they should forgive or react in this situation. Um, again, she's in prison, uh, and hopefully this family is at because they do have finally have uh, a conviction hopefully they can move on with their life and you know more power to them uh with that said about three weeks after the verdict um a young lady in fort worth which is not far from dallas named atatiana jefferson was in her home playing video games with her nephew uh it was late at night one of the neighbors saw the door open with lights on, so he called for a welfare check. Uh, the police came, and instead of knocking on the door and announcing themselves, they decided to walk around the house, and she apparently heard noises. She grabbed a gun and went to a window, saw a light shining through the window um, from the police officer's body cam. He saw her and said, put your hands up, and shot within a second within seconds of saying, put your hand up. Not once did he ever announce himself, and now this poor, innocent, 28-year-old woman is dead. Um, very unfortunate situation once again. Police officers killing of another innocent black person in their home. Um, shortly after, there was a picture released of inside the home where the young lady was shot, and they showed a gun on the floor. Well, that's irrelevant. She was at home. She had every right to protect herself. Um, and the mayor of Fort Worth and the police chief came out and admitted that they should not have released that picture because it's irrelevant to what happened. But again, this young lady sitting at home, um, police officers creeping around her house, not announcing themselves, not anything. And they have killed another black person in the home, minding their business. She's at home you know, playing video games with her nephew. Um, at some point, the training of all of these officers has to be brought into question. And uh, I think that's what the mayor said she was gonna do is bring in a third party independent um, company to go over their training process because too many people are dying over uh, negligence from the police department. Uh, there are definitely good police officers out there, but we just cannot continue to have these type of things happening to our people. It, it's just crazy. Um, again, they're creeping around this lady's house in the backyard. Uh, if the door was open, somebody could have knocked on the door, announced themselves that they were the police, but he never announced himself. He never identified himself as a police officer. And within seconds of saying, put your hands up, he shot through the window and killed this young lady. Uh, and this police officer's name is Aaron Dean, uh, and he's actually my rebel middle finger for this week, so I'm going to go ahead and get that out the way. Uh, Aaron Dean, he immediately, within a couple of days, he resigned, so that's another thing that allowed him to resign before he was actually fired, so with him resigning means he could possibly get another police officer's job, or a job where he's carrying a gun uh, if he's not convicted. But they did charge him with murder. He was arrested, but he was allowed to bond out. Um, so Fort Worth did jump on this immediately, gave him the correct charge, uh, but they did allow him to bond out and they did allow him to resign before he was actually fired. So I'm hoping that Fort Worth does the right thing 
he needs to go to prison as well because of his negligence. But again, the training, I think, across the country needs to be um, overhauled because there are way too many incidences of police brutality or murder of innocent people for no reason. And especially we're starting to see it more and more in the home. So, um, you know, prayers to that family of, of Tatiana Jefferson. I think she went by tape. Uh, everybody has nothing but good things to say about her. And I feel for the neighbor that called on the welfare check because he had no idea this was going to happen. And I really feel for the nephew who was there with her playing video games. She was there watching him, I think, because his mom was sick or something like that and in the hospital. But again, another innocent life lost uh, carelessly and for no reason. Um, So just sending prayers to that family uh, over another senseless killing. Um, Also, since my last podcast, I know I've uh, talked about my girlfriend before, but we have decided to take a break. Uh, and it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I love her to death. Uh, we still talk. I saw her over the weekend. Um, but she just has some things she needs to work on with her son. She has an eight-year-old son. Who is a handful? And at this point, I just he does not respect her. So if he doesn't respect her, he's not going to respect anybody she dates, whether it's me or anybody else. And she just has to take time to get that under control and restore order in her household. Um, I think he can be a good kid, but right now, with the lack of respect from an eight-year-old, that's hard to deal with. And we've had the conversation numerous times. It wasn't anything new. Uh, We both, you know, kind of saw it coming because my response to her was, I cannot see us going any further than boyfriend and girlfriend, um, knowing that her son would not respect me as an authority figure. Never trying to be his dad. I'm not. I can't be his dad. That's not me. He has a dad, uh, but his lack of respect is is too much for me to deal with, basically. And she understands that. Um, and another situation happened a couple of weeks ago, where she was having issues with him. Uh, I ended up going over to her house to try to support her and get him to calm down, because he can be very verbally disrespectful. Um, and he lashes out at times. And I went over there, they were arguing. He started yelling at me, telling me I couldn't do anything. And um, So I was over there for about 30 minutes and he finally calmed down. Uh, I talked to him one-on-one and he was cool. And before I left, you know, he gave a fist bump. I said, everything good? He said, yeah. I leave, as soon as I leave, he tells his mom that his dad is not gonna be happy about me being over there. So what he does, this was on a Thursday night. Everything was fine Friday, Saturday. Sunday, uh, her son was going with his grandmother because he was out of school on Monday and she was going to keep him. Uh, he wanted something. She didn't give in, so he was mad at her. As soon as he left with the grandmother, he called his dad and said that I put my hands on him. So his dad calls her, my ex-girlfriend, uh, yelling at her, talking about he needed to talk to me. How dare I, you know, try to discipline his child? That he needed to talk to me, and so she called him, uh, and I said, you know, you wanted to talk to me. Now at this time, I didn't know the little boy said I put my hands on him. So he was like, you know, I don't want to talk on the phone, man to man. I want to talk to you face to face. I said, cool, let's do it. So we picked a time and a place that next day, which would have been on Monday. 
um, we met up uh, at a restaurant. And I went in, I got there early, I was waiting for him, I saw him off in. I went and got him, took him back to the area where I was sitting in where nobody else was really back there because I didn't know how this conversation was gonna go. Uh, because on his previous voicemail to her, he said that, um, you know, anybody she's considering marrying, he's gonna do a background check and all of this kind of stuff, and he's just yelling at her. So I'm somewhat anticipating a confrontation. Uh, I'm not necessarily a confrontational person, but I'm not going to back down from it. You know, I'm going to stand my ground, especially when I know I hadn't done anything. So when I first meet him, I go get him. Um, you know, he was very cordial, like, hey, how you doing? We sat down, shook hands, and he said, you know, I just want to know what happened. And my first question to him was, when did your son tell you about this? He said yesterday, which would have been Sunday. I said, your son is playing you because this happened Thursday. I told him exactly what happened. I said, I didn't try to discipline him. I didn't put my hands on him other than our fist bump before I left. Everything was cool. I said, he didn't say anything to you until he got mad at his mom so he could use that against her because he knew you would react to it because the two of you don't get along. And he understood and he agreed with everything I said and we had a very pleasant conversation. he came off as a, a pretty decent guy, but um, some of that I think was a front because I've read the emails, I've read the text messages, and I've heard some of the voicemails of how he talks to his ex-wife uh, and the mother of his child. He disrespects her too, and I think the son, he gets some of that disrespect from his dad. Now, the son is afraid of his dad because he parents by his child being afraid of him. But the son is not afraid of his mom. So I think he's seen the disrespect. That's why he's somewhat disrespectful to her. But our conversation was cool. Um, He tried to tell me some things I knew weren't true because I've actually heard certain things. And I did call him out on it too. You know, there was an incident where uh, he called the police on her because their son was outside playing. Uh, They have a court order on time that he could talk to the son and they were going through some issues. And she said, well, he's outside playing. She took a picture of their son outside playing. He called the police to do a welfare check. So I just straight up asked him, you know, did you call the police on her? He was like, oh, no. I said, really? To do the welfare check? And he was like, well, yeah, I was wrong for that. So, you know, I told him I had been around for about a year and a half. I've seen and heard a lot of stuff. So, you know, some of the stuff this Mr. Nice Guy role he was playing with me, I knew that wasn't how he was all the time. But also, I admitted that there were definitely things that she could work on as well. And I honestly felt like a therapist to them. And again, we had a pleasant conversation. We shook hands, I left, and I called and told her, you know, what happened, but I told her that this is, none of this stuff has anything to do with me. You know, this could have went a totally different way if, you know, the father, called the police on me because their son lied on me. So I reiterated with her that I can't, I don't even want to be around him at this point because of the fact I know now he will lie on me. And I'm 45 years old, never been arrested, no issues with the cops or anything like that. I don't do that kind of drama. That's not me. I have a very simple life and I want to keep it that way. And she definitely understands uh, we're still friends, but as far as me being around her son, right now, that's definitely not going to happen. Um, 
who knows what the future holds. I still love her. She's a sweetheart. The sweetest, most thoughtful person I've ever dated. But that situation is just not good for me. And I just don't want to be in the middle of a bunch of mess. Um, but again, we're still cool. Um, we'll still see each other. My parents still love her. They know what's going on. So they were cool with everything. They trust my judgment. But she's a sweetheart. But she just has a lot on her plate that she needs to deal with outside of our relationship and I'm the type of person that I know your son comes first I want you to put him first uh, do what you need to do with him he don't even include me in your uh, your thought process you have to do his best for you and your son first because until you get that squared away I can't see her having a successful relationship so I cannot respect a woman who would put a man before their child so I totally support 100% her doing what's best for her and her son right now, even at the expense of our relationship. Um, enough of that. Um, and another cool thing that's been going on the past few weeks is my dad's birthday is this Sunday. And for his birthday, I told him that I was going to take him to the casino. I was going to give him $100 and we were just going to sit and play poker, which we did a few weeks ago. Um, I went and picked him up, gave him a $100 bill, drove up to the casino, and he had the best time. We had the best time. It was cool being able to sit at the casino with my dad and play poker at the same table, which we've never done before. He doesn't play poker at the casino. Um, he would always say it was because my mom would be with him and uh, he didn't have time, but I kind of think he was a little intimidated because it's a different environment. It's not playing with people you know. It's not as friendly as the games we have at home. But he thoroughly enjoyed himself. He was so appreciative of it uh, that we went again this past weekend. Uh, I went and picked him up Saturday morning. Drove back up to the casino. Of course, I didn't give him any more money. It's on. I've done my part, so it's on him now. But we played for like another four hours. And it was just fun. I mean, just... Spending that quality time with my dad is, is unlike anything, you know, that I can imagine. I'm just so grateful for those times because I know there's going to be a time we can't do it. So I think he's enjoying that quality time with me um, as well. And we're both doing something that we like to do. So he's just thoroughly enjoyed it. So we've decided to do that at least once a month. Just go up to the casino and just sit and play poker. And it's just... It's cool being able to have that quality time with my dad. You know, I'm blessed in the fact that I have different relationships with my mom and my dad, but we have our own individual relationships. Me and my mom, I talk to her probably three or four times a week. We'll go to the movies together. We'll go out to eat together. And then me and my dad have the poker thing. That's something we can do. So I have individual relationships with both of them, and I'm just so grateful for that, um, to have that. So I, I know how blessed I am, and I don't take it for granted. I try to enjoy every moment I can with them um, as long as I can. So I'll continue to do that until I can. Um, let's see. The next thing, uh, I guess talk a little sports real quick. The Cowboys, I still think they're not as good as they seem to be. They lost three straight games. Uh, but they ended up winning this past weekend over the Eagles, but that's not saying too much. Um, I think during those three games they lost, that kind of diminished that Prescott's uh, salary amount that he was looking for. 
because he's not an elite quarterback by any means. So hopefully uh, they can get together the rest of the season. Uh, but I don't have too many high hopes for them. It's, I think they'll make the playoffs, but they won't go far in the playoffs at all. They still have too many things to work on, and I still think Jason Garrett needs to go. Um, watching some other things going on in the league, the Patriots still look good. Uh, San Francisco, surprisingly, looks really, really good. Uh, haven't paid a lot of attention to them, but I think they're still undefeated as well. So, some things to look out for the next few weeks. Um, and again, I've already touched on my verbal middle finger, which is Officer, well, former Officer Aaron Dean. Um, yeah, just a sad situation there. But after the verbal middle finger, I wanted to leave this week on a positive note with the positive thought of the week which is tomorrow is a new day making mistakes is part of life saying no is okay not everyone has to like you and beauty and strength comes from within so with that said that's all for this week as always this is just my opinion peace